You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Take Command Podcast from Odyssey Sports. I'm Greg Hoffman. That is Logan Paulson. All right, now, now for the fun part. Man. Washington's defense, it's all we've been talking about all week. Uh, Philly's offense is perhaps the talk of the NFL with how well Jalen Hurts is playing. Yet, we were talking offline uh, over some point this week, and uh, you were like, actually, I'm not terrified. That was was a couple days ago. You've watched more film. You've done more studying. Do you still feel like this matchup, because of the way the two (laughs) schemes mesh, actually might be better uh, for Washington than Detroit was? So I think there's this like this huge concern that Philly's just going to run all over him, and I think that concern is slightly inflated. And I just think like Philly is a different team this year than they were last year to a certain extent. Like last year, like they lived and died by the run. Jalen got a ton of touches. The running back got a ton of touches, and they do do that, right? But using Jalen as a design runner is kind of they've taken a step back from that because he's been such efficient, so so efficient as a passer, right? So you're not getting like these crazy, like like Detroit. Detroit level rushing schemes, right? You're not getting this high variance of counters and powers and stretches and whams and traps. You're getting outside zone. You get some bounce plays, occasionally get a trap, but they really want to major in like RPO, outside zone type stuff. And what you get in that when they run it from the gun, which is what they've been doing, is you get a lot of one on one matchups with Payne, Allen on the guards, right? They pull Kelsey to the front side of the run. And then the, you know, like it just, it, it fits better from like a, they're not going to get as many double teams. The O-line is big. They're physical. They're very good. But I don't think this scheme speaks to what they do exceptionally well. And that's fine because Jalen Hurts has been absolutely bawling his face off, right? <laughs> so you can be a little bit less efficient as a run, as a running team because Jalen Hurts' efficiency as a passer has gone – is exponentially greater than it was last year. Like the thing that – so like that doesn't scare me. The thing that is absolutely terrifying to me is when this offense gets in that spread formation – they are running RPOs, and there's just so, it, the field feels gigantic. Yes. It feels huge because they've got AJ Brown, they've got Smith, they've got uh, the kid from number fourteen who's very fast and explosive. They've got all of these kind of high explosive athletes, and Jalen Hurts has been facilitating the football. And then on top of that, he can run the football. Dallas Goddard's out there, right? Sanders is fast out of the backfield. It's just. They can get to these concepts and spread the field so quickly because their team speed is so great, and their offensive line is excellent in pass protection. So yeah, that that is what I'm just like, holy cow, Like, how do you match up with this? And especially because our team, our defense, is not good about condensing throwing lanes, especially in the back end. Like When you watch, when you watch a Washington game on defense, it, the field feels big against Detroit, and Detroit is like packing the formation in, so it shouldn't feel that way. Philly goes the other way. Spread it out. It's going to feel even bigger. There's going to be a ton of space. 
And I just don't know where you get those matchups, quite frankly, at this at this point of the week. Obviously, I still got to watch more film, and maybe I'll come up with an idea. But as of right now, it's going to be tough. Yeah, let's hope Jack uh, Jack and his staff has uh, got some ideas already. Uh, Quez, Quez Watkins, by the way. Uh, Thank you. Yes, uh, yes. Young young guy who's ridiculous uh, in terms of his twitchiness and everything. He's their punt and kick returner as well as their slot guy. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's that's concerning. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean. I mean, Jalen has – it is pretty wild to watch the, the two Philly games this year. And when you watch college football, it just feels like there's guys running open all over the place. And you're like, how can you ever get this in the NFL? And Jalen gets it. Uh, the looks yeah. that he faces and, – and part of it is just you have to keep an eye on him as a runner. He is yeah. not going to sit back there forever. If he doesn't feel like he's got it, he's going to take off and run. And he's such a tough runner too. And, and that's the thing is like – I actually don't think Minnesota played that bad defensively last week. Those first couple of drives, like Jalen makes stuff happen. Um, now, are they awesome? No, I'm not telling you they played well, but they did shut him out in the second half. Uh, it was 24-7 mm-hmm. at halftime, and that was the final. And part of it was they just said, we're going to sit back, we're going to play coverage, and we're going to make Jalen beat us as a passer. And I still think, even though he's better, like that's the better play. Because at least then there's structure, and you kind of have a fighting chance versus... Now we're chasing them all over the place. And like you said, those guys get out in a little bit of space. The A.J. Browns, the Quez Watkins, Devontae Smith. And now you're picking up those huge chunks. Mm-hmm. And so I think the play is to play your zones. I mean, that's the other thing too, right? There's all this talk of should they play more zone? Should they play more man? Which is kind of like should they play to Kendall Fuller's strengths or should they play to right. William Jackson the third strengths? You can't really play a ton of man against a quarterback like Jalen Hurts because if one – I don't think the man matchups are in your favor necessarily. Um, right. AJ Brown like is better than your corners. Um, and two, although I will, you know, like down in, down out, it's not like a, a horrendous mismatch. But thing two is when you got your eyes on a man, you don't keep eyes on the quarterback. And yeah. if Jalen gets out on the edge, uh, you're going to see a lot of Montez sweat, like running after Jalen hurts and not being able to catch him, uh, right. which is Jalen's one of the few guys that Montez can't catch. And so it, it's, you're going to have to play zone. And at that point you get into some of the other challenges this defense has had in communication and kind of understanding leverage. And I don't, I don't know that there's a great solution um, to the problems that Philly presents. Although I will say if they, if they're not um, killing you on the ground, that does make things a little bit easier. And I don't want to say that they're bad at running the football, just it's simpler than what they've seen. Also, I will say that, from a pass game standpoint, not overly complicated. They haven't had to be because they've just been able to win, right? And the RPO backfield action stuff has been able to generate enough space for them. So it's not like they're like this this uh, Detroit offense or a Kyle offense where you're motioning and you're moving and you're trying to find your best matchups and trying to put the defense in conflict because you are a little bit lesser at your offensive playmakers and you need to kind of find those inches. Like, I kind of feel like they come out and be like, we're better than you. So, like, stop yeah. us. And no one's been able to stop him yet. Interesting point there, because I was actually thinking about ways to kind of be more disruptive to Jalen. And one of the things that came up to me is, what is your pressure package this week? Right. Because if you look at Minnesota, I think they made a mistake. I think they played too conservatively in terms of zone coverage. And I think that's maybe, you know, if I'm talking to the defensive coordinator in Minnesota, he'd be like, well, they only had 27 points. So, like, what do you want us to do? And, we, and so maybe that is, maybe you are right. That's the approach. But I, I do think that a little bit, more aggressiveness might be in order just to kind of get him off the spot a little bit, keep him unsettled because he's just back there. He just looks like he's in total command and Minnesota, they have good pass rushers, right? They were able to create a little bit of pressure with them, but 
you know, like I think that's remember we've we've talked about this before with Jack too. Like you think your D line is going to be able to generate all this pressure. Historically, they haven't done that, so don't fall away from that too drastically. Like still make sure we're bringing pressure and and see if you can just get his eyes down off of the off the pass concept a little bit. And I think that that might be my approach. That this uh, what is this today Thursday, just to yeah. see if we can get him a little unsettled, you know. So uh, I actually let me see if I can find this real quick. Um, uh, Phil tweeted at me and Sheehan actually uh, uh, tagged a, a ESPN stat for us that has pass rush win rate and double team rate on a chart. And it's hilarious because Aaron Donald is literally on an island on his own. Uh, he's got like one of the, you know, he's double team rate is like 68%. Pass Damn. rush win rate is like at literally his name is at the top line of the chart up around 35%. Um, but if you kind of look in that quadrant, who else is with him? John Allen gets double teamed, uh, let's see, about 61, 62% of the there time. That's a lot. And, and still has a you know 15 16% pass uh rush win rate and Deron Payne is is right on 60% and he is uh even higher than Allen in terms of pass rush win rate uh as the 1 2 3 fourth highest in the entire league uh, amongst interior linemen so you can rely on those guys to win some uh the question is how much and and also then you get into the problem that if you rush hurts up the middle he will run out of the pocket and right. so sweat and and uh James Smith Williams if especially if Casey is still out or uh, FA Obata whoever else is going to be out there on the edge like it is so imperative that those guys keep him in the pocket and really rush to contain in a lot of ways this week to try to keep him in there and, and collapse the pocket in. He's not the biggest guy throwing out of that is going to be a little more difficult uh, for him than it would be a guy who's six, five, but also, you know, obviously the rushing lane and, and, and he is a good thrower on the move too. I think that's one of the other things you talk about the situations in which he feels in command. He throws on the run so easily and so accurately, and he does a good job of keeping his eyes down the field in a lot of situations. So that, you know, if you flush him out, and all of a sudden you're you're off schedule. You you break coverage. That's that's a big uh, danger point for big plays for Philadelphia as well. Maybe not necessarily like touchdowns, but that that's an area where against Minnesota, there's a couple times where they got 12, 15, 20 yards where Hertz just rolls out and fires a bullet to a receiver who's found a soft spot as coverage breaks down. Yeah, I mean he's he's been great. I think that's another you touched on another thing that makes the Philadelphia Eagles so challenging is a their offensive line's awesome. They're very consistent. They're very physically athletic and talented. But also, you you have to be a more conservative pass rusher against him because of his ability to move and throw on the run. So, again, like that's where the dilemma really comes in. And this team historically has not performed very well against mobile quarterbacks. And he's – I don't know if he's like, you know, probably top five mobile quarterback in the NFL right now in terms of his ability to throw off schedule, out of the pocket type stuff. So, this, this, this offense-defensive relationship is very, very challenging. And uh, that's one of the reasons why I think this team, the only shot they have, I don't want to say the only shot, but one of the only ways they can win this game is if their offense comes out and is, I don't want to say punch for punch, but something like that, right? Something very competitive in terms of matching scores, keeping the offense off the field. Because the longer your offense, the commander's offense can stay on the field, it gets to fill the offense out of rhythm. Like as a, as a former player, one of the things that I remember is when you go through a long doldrum of being off the field, those first drives back in, 
it's kind of really hard to kind of get back in in your swing in your sink right that's for the quarterback that's receivers it's just tough right so if you can do that again offensively long drives sustained drives big plays all those things the complexion of this game will change pretty dramatically because i think philly has not had to deal with that yet so um yeah, so that's kind of my thought. You know, defensively, I think they're they're in for a long day, kind of regardless. It's just about whether the Washington offense can match that, I think. Yeah, and you see that in the week one win over Jacksonville, how Jacksonville had to press a little bit uh, and, you know, pl- what playing ahead did for Washington as a team, that complimentary football. Um, anything else, any other player? Uh, I guess let me ask you this too. Last thing, um, how nervous do do Miles Sanders and Dallas Goddard make you? Because the tight end position has been an interesting one uh, for them to defend historically under Jack. Uh, sure. Last week uh, was kind of a mixed bag. It feels like Goff just missed Hawkinson some, um, sure. although they did do a good job at points. But we've obviously seen through two weeks also how running backs have challenged this team. Uh, Etienne had the couple of misses uh, for Jacksonville. Swift had one wheel route that Jamin covered really well last week, but you saw Detroit go back to it after seeing the failed, uh, the, the miss by Lawrence in week one. Uh, but Sanders is a guy who's pretty dynamic out of the backfield. So, so how do you account for those two guys? Yeah, I think it's again, like it's tough because there's so much space and because they have so many weapons. It's very, it, offensively it feels very similar to what washington the, some of the problems washington presents yeah like you have three very good playmakers on the outside then you have logan thomas then you have gibson and mckissick and all of these kind of other pieces that you have to account for and that's good offensive you know recruiting philosophy or, or you know procurement philosophy because you get these guys in and like that's how you have good offenses in uh, 2022 you know what i'm saying like you need playmakers and they've done that and so again like going back to philly those guys are tough because they're good space players. I will say they don't they don't game plan touches in the past game for Sanders quite mm. like you know Washington does or or did for Gibson week one, right? So I think that's that's something that makes me feel a little bit better. Goddard's a, a menace in the RPO stuff because he gets touches and he's just wide open in space and there's nobody there because the guy who's got him in man to man coverage is on the quarterback and. Again, those are the types of things that make this offense tough, right? So Goddard is a good football player, but he becomes an exceptional football player when there's nobody around him. And so I think that's something else that um, makes me a little bit worried. He's going to be a big part of that. And then obviously, like you said, teams will go back to what they've seen on film. And so if I'm Philly, I'm like, well, let's see if we can get um, Sanders in a one-on-one matchup with Holcomb or Jamin and see if they can kind of hold down the fort and just test those rules and see what the pressure is on the pipes. And the crazy thing is they are good enough on the outside. They might even have to do that. Like AJ Brown has looked fantastic, you know, fantastic over the first two weeks. Incredible. You know, Smith has looked very, very good running that kind of choice option route from the slot, like just winning and finding space there. So um, they might not even have to do that. Like, I don't know if we have anybody that can match up with AJ Brown. And I don't know if we have anybody in the slot. We feel comfortable on uh, Devante Smith. So like Benjamin St. Juice is an excellent job, and I, I'm hungry to see that matchup, but that's not an easy matchup, and I expect Devontae to win some of that. You know, and then you like we mentioned Quay Watkins and like that big play potential. Like they have pieces there that make you very nervous. And um, and again, they haven't had to go to kind of more nuanced game plan stuff because they've just been so good on the outside. And I think that's something if you're a fan of football, like I'm watching with much anticipation. Yeah, they're good players who are well-coached, which is how you win football games, which is why they're 2-0, and uh, a lot of people, including you, have picked them 
to win the division. Uh, thanks again to Elliot Shore Parks for joining us earlier in the show from Go Birds. Uh, again, we're almost at 32 out of 32 uh, in our Odyssey NFL Network, so we will certainly continue as the season goes, checking in with the host of our, our rival podcasts. Uh, so looking forward to doing that. Make sure uh, you're subscribed to ours. Uh, they got they got a bunch of subscribers up there in Philly uh, to, to their pod. In fact, same thing next week. Uh, the the uh, Dallas podcast, uh, it's got a lot of subscribers, just people, automatic download. It's just like, boop, they're in their, in their, their inbox every week. So uh, <laughs> why, don't, why don't we do that here in Washington? Why don't, why don't we do that? Uh, that'd be a great idea. Take them in. That'd, be, that'd be fantastic. So go ahead and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Make sure you get that download. And uh, it's there for you. Even, you know, you're underground on the metro. And you're like, ah, the internet. It's already there. You don't got to worry about it. It's fantastic. All right. Uh, that's it. That's all. I'm done begging now. Uh, we'll see you all on the radio on Sunday for Countdown to Kickoff. And then Sunday night, uh, or first thing Monday morning, here for the Reaction Pod. Uh, so we'll see you then. And now I'm going to stop talking. Stop talking.